0: Welcome, everybody, to The Runner on Air. My name is Damian, and I am your host. Today, we're going to have Chris Burdick on sports, and host Brianna Marie will cover the latest in events. Longtime CSUB partner Chevron unveiled a major gift to the university at a press conference on February 25th. The university was given a gift of a million dollars that would go to the NSME program here at CSUB. Billy Lacoby, vice president of Chevron's San Joaquin Valley unit, was there to present the award to the university.
1: So we have ongoing uh, annual contributions. This is in addition to those by another $250,000. We will continue to give a gift similar to that every year for the next five years, and all of that's going to contribute to going into the machine shop that's going to be part of the NSME uh, program and that building that's going to be created. So this is going to fund a great deal of the equipment that's going to be in there. So, it means for us, you know, being a contributing member of the community. uh, We think a whole bunch of CSU, Bakersfield, and we always have. Part of it is the employees that we've been able to recruit from there, the quality program that's here, they're very well prepared to come into the workforce, and again, this is just another extension of that. We're hoping that this will extend more opportunities to more students to become a part of the the community.
0: I spoke with President Selesny after the press conference to get her thoughts on the gift.
2: I'm absolutely ecstatic about the gift because it is a gift that is going to directly impact our students, our faculty, and also help us with student success and innovation. So this is a very powerful and transformational gift. This is a game changer for CSUB to have this kind of an opportunity to learn and have this experience in your work portfolio as you graduate and you move into your professions in the STEM areas
0: last week i spoke about the kegley institute of ethics and that they announced the winners of this year's wendy wayne awards this week i got a chance to speak to dr burrows director of the kegley institute about the wendy wayne awards and the awardees
2: so the wendy wayne ethics awards is uh one of our flagship events we run it each spring and We are now heading towards our ninth annual Wendy Wayne Ethics Awards. They were founded in honor of Wendy Wayne, um, who was a Bakersfield community member and CUCB alum, who was a public servant, was a nurse, did a lot of work in early childhood education and childcare, and really somebody who just demonstrated impressive qualities of ethical leadership and serving others.
0: The focus of the award is to recognize both young and adult leaders of ethics in the community. I asked Dr. Burroughs, what kind of person could we expect to be a nominee or a winner of the Wendy Wayne Award?
2: So the nominations I mean we, we, we get a, a really a wide range of nominations each year and it's people doing all kinds of different work right I mean sometimes it's people who are who have developed um, and founded organizations that are addressing community needs things like uh, housing insecurity, homelessness, food insecurity sustainability issues to students and young people who have witnessed an injustice in their school and took action to stand up and, and kind of an ethical voice in their in their school um, with their peers.
0: To get a better idea of who the awardees are, I spoke to Samantha de la Cruz, one of the recipients of this year's Wendy Wayne Awards.
3: Um, So My name is Samantha. My pronouns are she, hers, and they, them. I'm a student here at CCB. I'm a senior. I've been here since 2015, double majoring in psychology and interdisciplinary studies with a concentration in women, gender, sexuality studies. I've been very involved on campus when I was 18 and graduating high school. I was already getting involved in like local activism here in Kern County. And so I came into CCB with that drive to want to continue that. Um, so I got involved with Club Gen, which answered gender equality now, which is a student organization on campus that is activist oriented in addressing um, social inequality and specifically gender inequalities, um, specifically related to like queer and trans people. So I've been trying to further that on campus for those discussions and addressing the problems that we have on our own campus and in our larger community. I've been president of that organization for the last, I've had an officer position for the last three years. And so with that, I've also been involved with like working on policy campaigns to have legislation addressed, lobbying um, at, you know, local Um, politicians' offices in Washington, D.C. I also have now gotten a grant-funded program started where where it'd be supplying gender-affirming clothes to queer and trans people in Kern County, specifically targeting queer and trans youth that are unable to access resources in Kern County, as well as, you know, I'm trying to go to graduate school and do this also in terms of like my research. So I guess to put it simply, um, I'm just, you know, youth in Kern County trying to get stuff done and to be part of the change process rather than sitting by and letting, you know, things just go south.
0: The recipients of the award will be honored at a dinner on March 25th, 2020 at 6.30 p.m. at the Bakersfield Country Club. ASI swore in a new director of diversity and inclusion on Friday, February 14th, replacing the previous director who resigned in November. Majoring in communications and digital media, Desiree Lorelli, a freshman, has been selected as the new director replacing Samantha De La Cruz. Reporter Gabby Reyes interviewed Desiree and asked why she felt her background was a deciding factor in her decision to run for the position.
4: Okay, so I have three older siblings, two of them, the second youngest and the youngest, they're black, and then the eldest one is white my middle sister she's trans um and my mom is mexican my dad is white and i'm their only like birth child so like even from like a young age my parents taught me that there's no difference between me and my siblings like even though they like may look different from my, from me they're still my siblings they're still mm-hmm. people and they would like tell me stories about like moms that would not let their kids play with my siblings just because they were black that sort of thing so i kind of Got at a young age like that sense of like everyone's equal everyone should have like the same rights and that mm-hmm. sort
0: of thing some of desiree's plans as the new director of diversity and inclusion include working with clubs such as club gen the lgbtq network and bringing attention to cultural holidays she said her plans only extend until the end of the semester because that's when her term ends however she plans to run again now that the seat is up for re-election the sustainability department sent out an email on February 24th to remind students about the rideshare program that will be available to students given there's an interest in the program. The sustainability department began a pilot attempt last fall and I spoke with Jennifer Sanchez-Biederman, director of the sustainability department at CECB, about the progress of the rideshare program.
5: Uh, the first um, people that were interested last semester in the fall of uh, 2019, we had about 100 people that were interested in hearing more and kind of seeing kind of staying on our on their list of, you know, reach out to me once this launches. Of those 100 people, I believe that because we, we didn't launch um, in the fall semester. Some of them, you know, may have graduated or their, their situation has changed, but 20 of those individuals are still in our list of people to ride match. And just yesterday when we sent out a campus-wide email, we, of course, um, received... I believe about 50 or so additional people that want to ride match into van pools. And so we've made significant progress. We actually have, the more that we increase the pool of participants, the better the routes and the schedules can match up. So when you have more variety, you can match people up to closer times that they're arriving to campus and leaving campus. So that's the main thing is we wanna make it the most convenient for everyone.
0: If you are interested in the program, there's a non commitment survey you can fill out to get the process started. The link will be in the description.
6: People around the world have fought for the right to vote. Some continue to fight. From the beginning, American men and women have relied on their determination and risked everything to secure the rights we enjoy today to speak, to believe. To decide for ourselves the paths our lives will take. This is the promise of the United States of America, and this year you will again have the opportunity to take part in this great promise. This year, register and vote. Secure the blessings of liberty for your family, for yourself, and for your future. This is your country, and your voice matters. Please, Vote.
7: Hello, everyone. Chris Burdick here, the co-sports editor for The Runner this semester, and here's everything going on in the world of CSUB sports and athletics. Action began Wednesday, February 19th, as the baseball team took on Loyola Marymount University in Los Angeles. The Roadrunners pitching staff, led by freshman Jacob Acosta, were able to toss seven shutout innings before the team gave up seven unearned runs in the eighth, giving away the lead and the win to LMU at the final of 7-1. to one. Then on Thursday, WAC Conference basketball continued as CSUB took on Utah Valley University. First, the men's team traveled to Orem University for their battle with the Wolverines. Junior guard Cam Allen posted a career high with 25 points, but it was not enough as the rest of the team struggled to score against the Wolverine defense. As the roadrunners were sent home from Orem with a loss with the final score of 72-58. to 58. The women's team took on UVU at home on Thursday in the Icardo Center. Graduate student Andy easily finished the game with a career high in points as she led all Roadrunners with 19 on the game, but the Wolverines were able to get the better of CSUB in overtime, taking home the win with a final of 63-56. On Friday, women's beach volleyball got its season started, taking on Westcliff University, Marymount University, and then two matches again on Saturday against Vanguard University. The Roadrunners made quick work of all three teams, coming away with four perfect sweeps in what head coach Cesar Bonetti said could not be a better start for the season for the Roadrunners. All matches ended with a final score of 5-0. The CSUB wrestling team was also in action on Friday as they took on Cal Baptist University on senior night in Nicardo Center. CSUB seniors shined on the day as seniors Russell Roffling, Wyatt Garrow, and Jacob Thielen all picked up the first three wins on the day for the Roadrunners. The Roadrunners were able to run away with the win in their final regular season meet of the year, the final score of 31-9. On Saturday, the CSUB basketball teams were back in action as they looked to get revenge against the WAC conference rival Seattle University. The women's team was in action first as they took on the Red Hawks at home in the Icardo Center. Sophomore forward Miracle Saxton was able to record her career high in points with 19 as CSUB's defense helped pick up the win against the Red Hawks with a final score of 55-43. CSUB currently sits fourth in the WAC with a record of 7-6 and six on the year. The men's team unfortunately did not find the same luck in their game in Seattle, Washington. The team was able to battle against the Red Hawks throughout the first half, keeping the game close at 25 apiece. But the team came out of halftime struggling on offense, which allowed Seattle to take control of the game. CSUB ultimately fell to the Red Hawks with a final score of 69-54. CSUB currently sits in a tie for sixth place in the WAC with Utah Valley, with only three games remaining before the WAC tournament begins on March 11th. CSB Baseball was also in action over the weekend as they took on the San Francisco University Dons in a three game series starting on Friday. The Roadrunners were able to take the lead against SFU before the Dons were able to cut into the lead in the seventh inning with five runs in order to steal the game away from the Roadrunners with a final score of 10-6. to Game two took place on Saturday as junior outfielder Damon Harrison was able to help CSUB with an early three-run home run, and great pitching by senior Ethan Scuja kept the lead for the CSUB Roadrunners as the team was able to run away with that game with a final score of 8-4. to The final game of the matchup took place on Sunday as the runners led by the masterful pitching performance by junior Dante Butler, who tossed six scoreless innings and led CSUB to a shutout win in their final game of the series with a final score of two to nothing. And finally, the women's golf team took place in the GCU Invitational over the weekend. Rough and wet conditions led to the final round of the Invitational being postponed until Sunday morning where senior Brandi Bajorn recorded her best round at the collegiate level, ending with an even round of 72 strokes. The team finished in third place in the tournament with a final score of six 638 total strokes. Now that we're all caught up, here's what's in store for this week. Action will begin Wednesday as the CSUB swim team will travel to Houston, Texas for their WAC championship tournament. Both CSUB men's and women's teams are in key positions to make a splash in this year's WAC. I was able to sit down with senior JC Haynes and junior Chris Roderick to get their predictions of the upcoming championships. JC, Chris, thank you guys for joining me today. Uh, JC, I'm going to start with you. Uh, You told me a few weeks ago when we had the conversation that the team wasn't exactly ready yet for the WAC, but they were going to be ready. So now with the WAC, right around the corner, what would you say the team's at right now?
4: Everyone's starting to come down. We're getting a lot more rest. And we're all getting ready to swim fast. So once I think we get to Houston, uh, the Wednesday night, will be the races are going to start. And I think we'll be ready to show them what we got.
7: Okay, Chris, with everything out of the way now, uh, and you guys can really focus on the championship side of the season, uh, what are you guys kind of looking to do come uh, February 26th?
8: Uh, The one goal I think we all have is to go out there with really not uh, a lot of things to think about, but just to perform as uh, the best we can, you know, uh, show ourselves in the best light that we can possibly be. So we're going to go out there against some big schools, some faster schools, definitely, but uh, we're just going to compete
7: and, and race. There are there any predictions the two of you want to make right now?
4: We really want the a free relay again. Um, that'll be sick. We won it last year, so we really want to keep that tradition going, because that's a relay CSUB women have really dominated in the past few years, so we're really excited about that.
7: Chris, anything from you? or?
8: Yeah, in that sense, I don't know if it's really a prediction. Um, I think the men seem should catch up to the women's team in that regards we haven't had a, a male relay to place top three in a while and that's something that we really want to do now.
7: Uh, now this year you guys especially as a team have done some different things to get ready for the WAC and get ready for all of the season as a whole including going to the U.S. Open this year for swimming so can the two of you kind of take me through that experience from yourselves?
8: Okay well me me personally me and Chris had a talk in the very beginning of this the season we sort of completely changed the way I was going to train and we created this group of of, uh, five guys that we were doing more sprint based uh, practices. Uh, The five guys, uh, uh, Ryan, Alex Dragon, Linus, Antonio and I uh, also happened to be in the same house, so it was cool to have uh, me and my roommates be in a a certain group. Um, So yeah, we we just did more uh, sprint based stuff, working on our technique uh, we did have in the middle of the season in back in December. We did go to Atlanta, as you mentioned, which sort of broke up the season because of the, that's a long course. So we had to prepare differently. I don't think it really shook us up too much. We really trained through it,
7: so uh, and we did a good job there too. So. Okay, now uh, JC, kind of something for you, Coach Hans, and kind of mentioned to me last time we talked that he was going to push you as well as a lot of a lot. I'm sorry, a lot of these other people to uh, go for Olympics, like a lot of your teammates are. Have you kind of made that decision yet?
4: Um, you know, I don't know about me personally, but I know a lot of a couple girls. That's their goal right now, and I think it's a great goal. I mean, it's trials this year. And it's uh, good to get CCB out there, get to show people that uh, we have tough swimmers and we have swimmers that have this potential. And I think it's a great thing.
7: Okay, Chris, one last question for you. Uh, this is the first time in a while the men's side of the team has actually had a positive record going into the WAC. Is there more momentum for you guys? Is there less? What like what are you guys feeling this year?
8: Oh yeah, well we definitely felt the change. Uh, we ended up this season with four two. It, it was crazy, really. We you really could definitely. Feel a change in the locker room. I mean, we're allowed in the locker room every day uh, out on deck. Just the the environment is just more positive. That definitely set the tone going into this WAC championship right now, knowing that what we once thought was uh, unachievable, having a a winning record, uh, we achieved it this year. So going into WAC now, that one, it gets our uh, hopes high. Two, we have more confidence in ourselves. And three, we're just ready to post up some uh, big scores and big times.
7: All right, JC, one last question for you that I've touched on today with the boys a little bit, but this year with you, uh, with the team, it really seems like you guys are pushing the standard for CSUB swimming when it comes to record-breaking um, Olympic trials, NCAA trials. What does that kind of mean to you to be part of this team, especially as a senior?
4: It's a great feeling knowing, like I said before, like this is what we're leaving behind, and I had a part in bringing this team up because, I mean, We're doing all this, but what really makes a difference is we see these people going fast. We see these people breaking records, and every single one of us, we're in this pool every day pushing each other to do the same thing, and that makes the whole team better. All
7: right, well, thank you guys. Appreciate your time. Their WAC tournament is scheduled for all day February 26th and will last until February 29th. On Thursday, indoor track and field will also take place in their WAC championships in Boise, Idaho. That is scheduled for all day Thursday and Friday as well. The men's women's basketball teams will have their hands full in the upcoming week as they will take on the University of Texas Rio Grande Valley on Thursday night and New Mexico State on Saturday. The men's team will be taking on both teams at home in the Icardo Center. Both games are scheduled for 7 p.m. The women's team will be traveling for their final WAC road trip of the year, their game against UTRGV is scheduled for 5 p.m. tip-off in Edinburgh, Texas, while Saturday's game against New Mexico State is scheduled for 1 p.m. tip-off in La Cruces, New Mexico. On Friday, the Windmonds Beach volleyball team will be traveling to Irvine, California for matches against Irvine Valley College, Concordia, Irvine University, and Santa Clara University. Those matches are all scheduled for 10 a.m., noon, and 2 p.m. And finally, CSUB Baseball will be taking on Holy Cross University in the four-game series starting on Saturday, February 29th at Field. Saturday's game is scheduled for 1 p.m., Sundays will begin at noon and monday and tuesday's games are both scheduled for 6 p.m
9: hello runners february 19th was interfaith resource fair local religious groups came together to give an insight on their beliefs and hope to get the campus familiar with different religions here are representatives from different organizations who shared some of their beliefs and advice for students on campus who either have strong religious beliefs or not we have Dr. Hansa Patel here to talk about why this resource fair is beneficial to students.
6: So, only reason we are all here is to have the students a general knowledge of all the different religion. And um, as far as I am concerned, the main idea is that we all have religion for one purpose, is to have peace in our mind and achievement in our life. Right? So. It's not one religion is better than another. It's just a question of having students go through all the religion and understand what each religion is trying to tell and get the essence out of it. That's why I think we have this fair every year. I'm glad that they're doing it second year. Uh, And uh, it's important to know why people do what they do. So it's important for the students to go through all the uh, tables and understand what's the reason for religion. Here is
9: Portia Choi from New Thought.
6: I'm here to uh, represent New Thought, and uh, new underneath New Thought are more than one ways of practicing, and uh, the beliefs are essentially the same. Both of these organizations who practice here in Bakersfield, one is Religious Science and the other one is called Unity. And what both of them do is that uh, they're both uh, founded by Americans and uh, as an organization, they've been around less than 100 years. Uh, What I would like for you to say is get to know yourself know what is the truth for you and based upon truth live well and prosper
9: now we have xavier from the
6: baha'i faith hi
1: i'm xavier and this is the booth at the interfaith meeting for the baha'i faith Um, what we are basically is we believe that there is one god and all the religions come from that god whether you call him god allah jehovah yahweh it's all one being and these religions are sent Uh, for the different times and places that are needed and that Baha'u'llah is the most recent manifestation of this day uh, for this... for... what is the word... Um, society today and the teachings are the teachings of unity and oneness of mankind the equality of men and women of the agreement of science and religion the elimination of all forms of prejudice and hatred uh, the elimination of extremes of wealth and poverty and the the love of God and humanity because all peoples are the creation of God and so to love them is to love Him. The message is that whether you're a Christian, Muslim, polytheistic, agnostic, atheist, um, it does not matter because whether you recognize it or not, God loves you and He wants you to love each other.
9: Are you ready for your future career? On Wednesday, February 26th, is the Career Expo Fair in DDH, room 101K, from 12 to 1 p.m. This is a great event to learn how to make contacts for future careers and meet employers in different fields. CACB is celebrating the birthday of W.E.B. Dubois and George Herbert Med on Thursday, February 27th, by throwing a birthday party with free cake for students. This will be located in the Stockdale Room from 4 to 6.30 p.m. There is a registration for the Runner Dance Marathon on Thursday, February 27th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Student Union patio. Learn about the importance of the event and see how you can get involved. The big event will be happening on Saturday, February 29th. Get ready to get your study on runners because on Friday, February 28th, it's the Blow the Whistle Study Hall in the Student Union Lounge from 1 to 2.30 p.m. Have old electronics or papers from class? Get rid of them by coming to the Recycle Mania E-Waste and Shredding Drive by Camino Media. This event is from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. and all shredding services will be free. On Saturday, February 29th, it's the Runner Dance Marathon. This event will be held in the Student Union Multipurpose Room from 12 to 6 p.m. and costs a $20 donation fee to enter. Your money goes to our local Children's Marigold Network to help buy specialized equipment for kids with chronic illnesses. There will be prizes and special guests, so don't miss out, runners. Lastly, on February 29th, it is the homecoming dance. Don't miss out on a night of music and dancing at the Bakersfield Marriott from 9.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. I am Brianna Marie, and those were your weekly events.
0: And that concludes this week's episode of The Runner on Air. Tune in next week for an update on the latest news, sports, and events happening on campus. If you or a friend produce music and would like to earn some extra cash for school, we're looking for student producers interested in creating content for the organization. If interested, email us at runner at tcb.edu. Make sure to check us out on our website, therunneronline.com, or check out our YouTube channel, our SoundCloud, or any other of our social media.